fucking dear coffee, the customer service is shit. Nobody wants to be getting a tray bake for four forty two, and you don't even get any butter with it. You don't get any butter. Fuck's sake, the scones may as well be a boulder. They're absolutely stale. They didn't throw them out the night they were supposed to throw them out. What they done instead was they kept them scones and tried to resell them to old Deidre that comes in every single day looking at her cherry scone. The only oh. thing that is more stale than them scones is what they're doing when they're stealing your money. Stealing? Mm. Mm. Well, don't worry. That problem is going to be solved because very soon, what's happening, Wellesley? Have you ever been into a coffee shop? You walk in, you don't really see much atmosphere about the people at the counter. They don't even turn around to acknowledge you or the people that you have walked in with. Instead, they're in their little clique, circled in a little clique, and they're just folding their arms. They might even take a wee glance back and look at you just to see who you are. Then they turn back around. They don't even come up. They don't even offer that warm, gentle hello. They don't even come up and say, how's your day? What could I get you? Look at our menu. Look at our specials. They don't say, here is what we have to offer. Instead, they're like, all right. So what you're telling me is there isn't personality in every cup? There's no personality in about 95% of the cafes. <laughs> Ninety-five. Nah, I'm joking. There's actually a good few cafes out there that are really good, really quirky, great coffee, different style, different taste, different blend of coffee beans, different quirky little menu. But there's one thing. Wow. There's only one thing. Wow. Mister Fucking Belshaw is coming to town. Whoop 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 whoop. Mister Belshaw himself has decided he is. A courageous man, a courageous boy, and he is starting his own cafe up. So can we, can we please, ladies and gentlemen, just get our a little round of applause? Woo 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 woo! Thank you very much, bro. Yeah, guys, in uh, Lisburn, very shortly we'll be opening our own cafe. We're going to be aiming to make sure that the staff get treated properly. We're going to make sure that there's half decent pay going on there. That there's going to be a four day work week. Of course, starting off. It's going to be hard, but once we get there, we're obviously going to look to the main aim basically at the cafe is to take care of the staff and actually have staff that want to be there. And then from that, what's going to happen? Obviously, they're going to pass it on to the customers. The customers are going to get well looked after. And like I said, there's going to be personality in every cup. Yeah, and that's it as well. I mean, what we've worked together, so we know what it's like to be in an environment where two best friends are mingling. And we're serving customers. Yeah. We're giving those customers the you're energy that they really, you're, you're grabbing my Willie. You're grabbing my Willie. I'm grabbing yours. I'm getting the a full-on hand food early. Well, it's not a hand food, but like, but we'll try. Who's trying to call me at this Somebody's special time? Somebody's trying to call Mr. Belsh at this special time. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to hang up. Yeah. We're, not on you. No. No. The never. Trying to call. Bye-bye. Um, but yeah, lad. It's, it's actually such a surreal thing to say that you're opening up your own cafe because... Think about whenever we first joined the cafe, when you first started working for Bob's or something like that. And then you work in that cafe and you see those individuals, you know, that run it and you're going, my God, they're an entrepreneur. They have their own business. They have started their own journey. They're building their empire. Look at the staff that they've got. Look at the amount of stores that they're opening up. 
you see it all going down and you're an employee you were and still are at this very moment in time an employee yeah but the very fact of the matter is is that you have grabbed your fucking balls you have put on you have put on your fucking big old boots my big old cowboy boots and then you've got on to that galloping horse Mm. and you have put your armor on and you're going fucking full steam ahead no but like you say man i think we got very lucky in the sense where we got to see the owners of Bombards, uh, especially D. I remember when we were working in Aries, we had like five stores at the time. Um, I love Aries only, but uh, we seen him in there working for like a full week and got to see the grind and what it takes to like open your own cafe. And then when me and you got to go over and work with uh, the Bombards opening team, another massive opportunity. TV Brussel, shout out him. Mm. He's still doing that, still rocking that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being able to get that experience is obviously a massive key thing to see what obviously what I like about what they do, but more importantly, in my opinion, what I don't like what they do and how I can maybe change well, what I personally think they do well and then try to change that to hopefully adapt to my cafe, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, don't get me wrong, working in a cafe, it's great whenever you're working in a cafe, it's great whenever you're... Would you, you mind know, clicking up on this review, brother? Yeah. He uses his teeth as a ball opener, guys. Oh, not recommended. Well, imagine you broke a tooth on that. On, on live. Cheers, bro. There you go, bro. Um, Yeah, what I was going to say there is there's nothing wrong whenever you're working inside a cafe because for me personally, it genuinely is a passion. Like you're putting passion in, for me personally, you know, there's a lot of people that go in the cafe work and they're just there for the job. Yeah. They're just there for the wage. And you got to respect it, of course. And you got to respect that too because not everybody that goes in the cafe work will ultimately like it, you know. People go, oh, but it's just a cafe. It must be a piece of piss. You know, it's easy work. But at the same time, it's actually high pressure and you have to be very good at being able to handle high amounts of pressure. And you also need to be a great multitasker. Definitely. And you also have to be really good. Like if if customers notice that you're stressed and they see that you're like under pressure, what ends up happening is they they notice that and they feel that. And then things start to go wrong. Because the energy starts to yeah, come on board. Yeah, it? it starts to come on board and things start to go wrong. So that's why it's super important um, whenever you're in a cafe. The point that I'm basically trying to make here is it's fun. It's amazing. It's lit. But not whenever you're working in a cafe, there's still some things that you maybe disagree with how you know certain people or managers or the hierarchies above is ha- handle their business and handle situations where you where you would have otherwise done different. And then you go, Jesus, if I had my own cafe, this is what I would do instead, because I think that this would work better, not only for the company, but for all of the employees that work yeah, in the company and the fucking customers. Definitely, you know? like like you said before, you know, we've had managers and had supervisors and whatever, but they're just negative. They're constantly moaning. We're saying this the other day, you know, offer like stupid things like doing an order. It's like you're, they're running around acting like this is a massive, stressful, big day. They're getting pissy with us because we're having a bit of crack. And then now, the, obviously, now that we do orders, yeah, it's like, come on, this is not hard at all. This is not rocket science. You do it, and listen, if you forget something, oh, no, the world doesn't end. You'll be ordered in the next delivery day. You know, and I think that's what we really want to take on to this cafe is to make sure that the hierarchies of the people that work in this place aren't going to be, in my opinion, you know, the assholes that look down everybody. kind of reminds me, like, you when you go into – like River Island at the card factory, and there was there's now this like manager in there that feels like they own an empire. Yeah, it's weird. Like they're like, the emperor of Rome. Yeah, they're running around. I remember working in Tesco's and all, and like someone said, me like here, listen, like you were two minutes back, and you're breaking on like the manager. Yeah, so, does that really matter? Like what? 
does that actually matter at all or do you because you never thank me when you come in 15 minutes early yeah that never gets mentioned no it's always when you're five minutes late yeah it's like you could do one million things amazingly and then i was actually having this conversation with somebody the other day i was saying if you do a million things right and you go out of your way to help individuals um and you're you're literally just making them feel good you're making them feel amazing you're being there for them you're being kind you're being generous you're doing all of these things that make people fucking love you yeah so, um but then the moment the very very moment that you do something that would be classed as you know disrespectful or negative or whatever it is um they turn around they'll focus on that one thing they'll home in oh on that one negative thing they never they never tell you about the million things that you've done right it's yeah. always just something that you've done Came wrong. In early you stayed a bit later you helped other people out you ran and done extra things for extra people yeah that never gets said those extra hours when yeah. you didn't have to to ensure that everybody else was getting out at a decent time because it might have been you know a time where it's really really busy you know for the christmas tree lights or uh say you were supposed to leave at two or three but then somehow it just gets really busy at that time you go i'm going to stay on because i want to make sure that all them and this is an employee you know that's not a manager or a supervisor saying this you know so think about i think a company the 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 structure of a company depends on how the hierarchies above um their attitude towards business their own life and other people definitely because like say you're a person you've never done any sort of inner work whatsoever and you're just all about yourself you're all about figures you're all about numbers you're well that's okay you can be about that but if you're not a nice person that that's what shows more it doesn't matter that's what radiates more but the fact of the matter is is that you're a fucking great guy you're going in with somebody that's also you know a great guy mm-hmm. i'm going based off your word but i yeah, just yeah, yeah. i trust your word yeah. you know whatever you say i trust that and then I'm coming in to work for you, and I know, I just know that I work well with the public, I work well with individuals, Yeah. I work well with, you know, making people feel good, making people feel uplifted, and you're the exact same, and we have been in that environment, not only seeing how cafes are managed and run, but also the operations you know, behind it before yeah. it actually opens. Yeah, when you walk so in, there's got... literally no, nothing in there. There's no coffee machine. There's no wallpaper. There's no painting. It's just an empty shell. And what's so beautiful is going in there and seeing a transition from that into like maybe a home. You know. Yeah, and it, it's it's beautiful because whenever you think about it, right? Last year, or sorry, was it last year? Yeah, last year when we were we were doing Paul. Wait, what were we doing? yeah i think it was like a year year and a half ago when we were doing podcasts yeah like we were doing it in a spare room yeah you know we were sharing a bedroom with our brothers yeah and now it, it, that's the kind of like transition i get in my mind it's like now that you were an employee working even in cafe nero you still are to this moment yeah but whenever you go and transition from being an employee right up to being an entrepreneur yeah and moments like whenever you're seeing the shell moments like whenever nobody's in there at the minute but you have all these ideas and all these aspirations and all these visions for how your business is going to succeed and how it's going to work and what you're going to do but then think about whenever the opening day comes bro you think about when that opening day day comes whenever you open that door we're now open come down just feels worth it and you see everybody coming through yeah and the beautiful thing about businesses it's it's righteous 
you know, if you're good, you will last. Yeah. If you're, if you don't really have your priorities in order, if you're not structured, if you don't have a good attitude, if you don't have constant flow of innovation, progress, ideas, things start to go. Mm, we've seen everything now. You know. Yeah. What else can they do? What else can they do differently? Yeah. That's what people love. People love innovation. Yeah. People love to see what can this person do that's different from what other businesses are doing. No, and I think that's what you you are about to do. No, definitely, like you said, man, especially like like we're what twenty six years old now, so. You know, and if you looked at me six or seven months ago, anyone, you know, would in society would have classified like Flippy's a, a down out. You know, I know my head, I'm not, you know, but if you look six or seven months ago, still living with mum and dad, same as you, lad, 26 yeah. years old. Yeah. Still living with mum and dad, sure in the same room as my brother, you know, everyone would have been like, God, like, where are they going? But and listen, obviously, listen, you're not jumping for joy when you're in them situations, but you keep the focus and you know what you want to do and what you want to achieve. And you know when like I, like when I was working in Belfast, cycling home twelve hours a day because I, in my opinion I couldn't afford a car. I could I listen I could afford a car, but the reality is I acted as if I couldn't, so yeah. I could get the savings up for the bigger vision. And you're at the same now. We both very <laughs> luckily, very blessed to be out living in our own houses. You know, and I, again, Master doing a lot. If you think about it, when she when she met me, mm-hmm. you know, Um is obviously from a completely different background than what we're from. Our family are extremely successful um loads of properties own hotels all that stuff like me when she looked at me like her like her last boyfriend i'm pretty certain owned like fucking boats and all and then you think she's looking at me lad doesn't have a car still living with his mom and dad still in the same room as his brother like if if at any point she could have went jesus what am i doing here like but stood understood the vision seen what i wanted to achieve and and trusted me and went with it and now it is going to be obviously lovely to be able to get back to her to have this fucking house where now you've got two spare rooms it's like where people can come and stay and feel like they're at home and on top of that now to be able to open up this cafe and it's mad like the how important it is to have people like you to have people like uma people like davy that when times are hard when times are tough they push you forward and keep the vision like i fucking remember coming home lad there's times obviously when things are going well i remember coming home fucking obviously you stay as positive you can but coming in three or four in the morning from thompson's cycling home from work, working 12 hour shift and fucking just being like, what are you doing? Like mm. fucking crying, being like, you are literally a fucking, this is it. Like you, you're down now, mm. but you just keep the focus. You just, as long as you have a vision, you yeah. know, as long as you have that vision of what you want to do and what you want to achieve, you just bit by bit, keep going, keep going towards it. It will, it will come. And hopefully now I'm, and thankfully now I'm in a position where I can take the risk and listen to Elvin if it doesn't work or not, but I, in my mind, I think it will work. And, just to be able to get to that stage where you you're you're financially comfortable and able to take these risks is so important. Where eight months ago it was the opposite, you know. Mm. And the way you're saying, yeah, it's irrelevant if it works or not. But the optimist comes out in you, yeah. where you're saying to yourself, you know, yeah, it might not work every time a person opens their own business and tries to have that that goal in mind. Where the listen, everybody wants to be successful, even if you're lazy, even if you're bum, even if you're down and out, even if you're this and even if you're that. You've just got lost in your way. You've got lost in your tracks. You're just demotivated. You're just demotivated, and you're just trying to find a way to get through. Uh, you know this little fucking bump in the road that you're going through. And the thing about it is, is you know, were you the way you were saying, like you were, you know, Uma fair play to Uma, but and all because her boyfriend before you owns both probably own property was super rich. But uh, what triumphs money and possessions and all this is character is mm. attitude is drive is uh how your personality shines you know this guy 
maybe owns boats and properties and he may be successful and he may be this and he may be that. But at the end of the day, those are all superficial things. You know, they, they don't last. And what? You own a boat. If you own a boat, but you got a crappy person. I'm not saying that her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Oh, of course. But what? I'm just saying if he was, if he had a crappy personality, you know, but he owned the boats. The boats all become irrelevant. Yeah. Everything becomes irrelevant. Yeah. So the fact that uh, Uma has transitioned and came from this very uh, fortunate background where her family is a really, really big success um to be coming to you and not saying that you're not successful but you ha you haven't made it in what society classifies as yeah. success and, and we but you're successful you're not, successful you know? in mind like at the end of the day just because you don't have your dream job yet just because you're not there yet what you know getting your dream job getting what you want takes fucking time mm. you have to keep on fucking going yeah. no matter how hard it gets because if you dwell in how hard it gets or how hard life is, or I'm never going to make it. Well, if you constantly say, I'm not going to make it, you have now decided, your brain is shut down. Yeah. You've decided it itself. Yeah. Um, and those who say they can, and those who say they can't, mm -hmm. are both right. Yeah. So for you, what I want to say is, you've got my respect, and I'm not just saying that as a brother. I am literally, I am literally saying that because you deserve it. You know, you fucking put the work in. You do everything in your power to push forward, to be successful. Anytime I'm speaking to anybody else when you're not there and we're talking about you, we're always saying, Valshio's going to be successful. Valshio's going to be successful. And that's the support you need. You do. You need people around you that gas you up, yeah. that lift you up, yeah. that, that pick you from a place where, say you're maybe not feeling motivated or you maybe go through like a little uh episode of really not believing in yourself as well but people outside of your group know your know your worth yeah and they understand where you're going they'll drag you they'll up they'll fucking you they'll pick you up mate and you know you'll put your arms around your friends and we will bring you to where you deserve and that's what a very healthy supportive circle looks like yeah um but yeah even even last year as well like you know there's been times where you, you do lose your vision or you do lose your track or you, you don't really know where you're going in life. But it's it's important, like you said, to have have a vision, have a long-term yep. vision. You know, I was looking today and Davey put it up on Instagram, but it was like this quote. And it was like, you could go to you could go to the gym an hour a day, but remember that that hour a day is going to compound. And in a year or two years, you're going to have the body that yeah. you want. Or if you do something every single day for 30 days or 60 days, that's going to be a habit that you're going to build for a lifetime. Just consistency. If you learn new skills, yeah. you know, you're, that could be a skill that could literally change your life for the yeah. better and the good, you know. And that's like if, you, the, if you don't want to go to the gym, just do three push-ups. Yeah. Like if you're in the home, you're like, I, can't, I don't want to do that, should I say? Just do two or three push-ups, and all of a sudden you're like, right, I'll do two or three more. It's just doing that, just getting It's just getting do, started. Just do something. Yeah. Do fucking Any, something. Anytime I'm feeling demotivated or I'm feeling, you know, unmotivated or whatever, I think to myself, right, just the three words, or sorry, two words, show up. Mm. Show up. Because yeah. then if you if you start to try and bargain with your mind, like, oh, no, but, like, you know, I don't I really want to. I deserve, I deserve you know, I've been working out, you know, for the past three weeks, right? That's okay. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's you against you yeah. in your own head. Yeah, I think once you understand it, like, I think nobody, like, once you tr truly get an understanding, nobody's coming for you. That's nobody's coming and knocking your fucking door and being like, here, 
I know you're the best artist in the world. We deserve to give you a million pounds. Nobody's ever going to come and save you. See if you're overweight. See if you're not looking after your body. If you're not financially rich or wherever you want to get your dreams, nobody's going to come and bang the door down and say, here, let's go. Come nobody's on. Nobody's going to come. Like, you've you're, got to do it for yourself. You might have, if you're fortunate enough, you've got a good circle that's coming around you that will just tell you up front and honest you're, being, you're yeah. being fucking lazy yeah you know get your shit together you know yeah well, i'm not saying this to be rude i'm not saying this to try and unmotivate you yeah i'm saying why are you in this position why are you here how can we bring you out of this what can we do as individuals that we want the best for you we want the best for what's in everybody that's in our circle yeah so how can we lift you up and push you in a direction that you are inevitably going to go in, you know, cause people, and don't get me wrong, there's people that are also um, maybe unfortunate and they don't have anybody. So everything is genuinely down on their own mind. Yeah. But even if you've got friends and they're all supportive and for some reason in your head, you're just like, nah. Yeah, they can't. You do need At to the end of the day, up. the choice comes down to your 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 own sense, your own fucking sense of being, yeah. where you're like, your group can no, only I'm going to do this. Your group can only do so much, can't they? Yeah, and like 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 the other week, like when you were saying, um, when Davey was saying, it's like he's like people hate the truth where Davey was starting to go a wee bit away, and then he's like, lads, I'm not, you know, be honest, and we will be like, that's when we're not here to bullshit. Like obviously, people are at times like you're going to tell me stuff I don't want to hear, or Davey's going to hear things from you he doesn't want to hear, and vice versa. You're going to tell Davey. Davey's going to tell you some things, but at the end of the day, it's because we're your friends and we want you to push forward rather than just, you know, getting down stuff. Yeah, like if I, if I, if, if we said the, if, you know, for Davey, for example, sorry, Davey, to call you out in this, but love like, you, yeah, we love you. We love you loads and loads. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to say there though was Davey came to me and he was like, dude, I feel like I put on a bit of weight. Do you think I have? Uh-huh. And he like showed me and I was like, yeah, bro, you have. Yeah, you know, you, you just have. Yeah, and I was like, but that's that's okay. You know, you can you've you've worked it off yourself before. We actually done a previous podcast on that, like uh-huh. like two years ago, but about how he lost his weight and his journey about that. So if you want to go and listen to that, go back there. But um, give us one with, more view so we can pay. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but with with Davy, you know, I there's no doubt in my mind that he can just lose it again. And to be fair, what's he doing now? He's at the gym. He's there every single day putting in the work. He is motivated. He is literally going there and he's been he's been telling me that no matter what, he just says he has this deep sense of motivation inside of himself. And he keeps on saying that he's just he's not giving up this time. Like he just wants to stick at it. And you know, whenever you do go to the gym, how better do you feel? How good do you oh feel? Oh my god. You gotta you gotta go you gotta go like just like I said, just get in there, even if you can't go to the gym, just do an ab workout. I've got a lot of dirty bought um like a yoga mat just for the house. See if I let's see if I'm at my I've done a twelve hour shift and my brain's trying to make these excuses. Mm-hmm. I'll just stick on a ten minute we uh put down the yoga mat, ten minute ab workout, and after it you just feel like a god. So I mean just getting there or just, just get something. Yeah, just it, move it you your body. Alive. Yeah, like we were built to move. So if you're if you're absolutely built to move, you know, we didn't get here through evolution by fucking sitting on our horses doing fuck all. Like we literally, we literally got here by putting in the effort, by hunting, by foraging, by constantly being alert, by moving our bodies, by carrying heavy things home, by building our own little huts, our little straw huts. Or, you know, our body, we're constantly moving. If you look at these um, in, in indigenous tribes now in today's age, what do you see? They're all ripped. You'll Shredded. never, you'll never see somebody in a tribe that's no, overweight. It's not going to happen. No, they're all absolutely shredded. But um, we were just about to say there, 
Yeah. Not a little bit. We always do this when we get off track. Get sidetracked? We get sidetracked. Listen, we love you for listening to us sidetracking and we apologise, but we're absent-minded, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with us as well, though. There's, like, so many different, you know, ideas that just float through your head. Yeah. Where you, they just come up. Yeah. Like, I always say to you, like, I never plan about what I'm going to say on the podcast until the podcast is up and running. Yeah, we just go for I it. I never ponder. No. You know what I mean? Like, we know that we're going to be on the podcast and speaking, but, like, we never actually think. it's the best think, way, though, just to keep it real. Yeah. It? Yeah, it is. It's the only way of keeping it real, because I feel like if it's, don't get me wrong, a plan's good. You got, yes. a, you got a structure of what you're going to speak about. But I think the most exciting conversations actually happen whenever it's in the heat of the moment. Yeah, like last week, the finger up the ass. Like, if you pre-plan everything you're going to write, that doesn't come up. Yeah, that never comes up, and nothing spontaneous. But, but all comes of a sudden, up. you just get the lesson of my finger getting shoved up. And also, guys, these are dirty, dirty bastards for listening to that. That got the most views ever <laughs> since we started uploading. And I know it's because you want to know that I got a finger round up my hole. Yeah, what sort of sick-minded individuals are you? You're listening to this podcast, huh? Oh my god! I know who you are, Daniel. I know who you are, Peter. I know who you are, Richard. Uh, I've I've literally I've got a couple of messages as well, and people went. That was literally the funniest half hour. That's made my night. Good. That was that was pure comedy. That was gold. That's why like here. we just literally just brighten people's fucking nights just by explaining these um explicit stories and scenarios. Listen, we're gonna have to get a detailed one about Josh Wells shitting his nappy pants one night. Shitting my nappy pants one night. Yeah. When? 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 Well, you're, they're going to have to tune in next week. Then, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to some word. I think I'm just going to say, actually, yeah. So we were going to do it's one. called Bally Belly. We're going to do one more uh, podcast after this, like a, like a follow-up, like a part two, because we were going to, I was going to actually interview Belshaw, but uh, like we said, we got a little bit sidetracked. We always get sidetracked, guys. We always get sidetracked. It's okay, though. Um. So this is just a little light twenty-five minute podcaster, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into much more detail about Belcho's little um his little cafe that he's opening. It's all exciting news. Everything is up in the air. It's out there. It's on social media. Chat and chill cafe or chill and chat cafe. Chat and chill rolls off the tongue. Chat and chill, speaking with Nat and Jill. Mm. <laughs> went up, went up the hill. That fat, that fat. We express a martini. Right. So, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening. Uh, yeah, we love you like crazy. And we hope that you listen to the next follow-up from this. Part two coming up, bitches. Peace. Good to go. Ready? Hi, sexy. Ready as I'll ever be. Looking beautiful. Um, okay, lads. So you're only 26 years old. Owner of your very own cafe. Mm. How does that feel? Um, it's a really, really good achievement. I think, obviously, since we were younger, me, you, and Wellesy, I'd always talked about like opening our own cafe, bringing personality to people, especially in different coffee shops. Um, and I think the best feeling about it, to be honest, is the fact that we were shone upon, we were put down a lot of the time for being positive, for being happy. Um, and the fact that we ignored them people and continued on our goal. And even if you look at yourself, you're opening obviously cafes now across England, across Northern Ireland, across Scotland, something you should obviously be very proud of. But I think just looking back on them moments and just thinking I could have 
listened or we could have listened and given up and not believed in ourselves. And if we had listened to them people, a lot of them people are still doing the same job, um, haven't moved up in their careers at all. So it's a nice feeling to look back and just realise if you visualise something and you do believe it and you put in the hours and really go for it, that it obviously can become a thing. It can oh really God. become a, um, something to be proud of and especially from being from a council estate, growing up with sharing a room with me and my three other brothers, you know, you're, you're not meant to open a business, you're meant to go and work in a factory. Um, and don't get me wrong, I obviously respect anyone that, that, that works in a factory that puts in that grind, but I just don't have it in me and I know you don't as well. So to be able to, to go from crying in a factory toward it, to opening my own cafe is obviously a nice, a nice thing, you know. Amazing. Unbelievable. Um, and then, kind of going off that question, this coin lines, but what, what inspired you to take the leap? So obviously, inspired you to open it, but like there was a stage, obviously, where you were like, right, okay, it's now or never. Yeah. There was a stage where, obviously, there was a lot of planning, development, business plan in the background. Yeah. Everything else going on in your life, Uma, moving over to the country, um, just lots of things yeah. happening, going over to Jack's wedding huge things yeah at that time uh-huh. what inspired you to take that leap in that moment um i think it's i think i've been quite good in my life like i naturally think i can actually be quite a negative person so i think surrounding myself with really positive people helps and if you look just around that like in my friendship circle like look at you you know if i suck your neck too much you've opened like you're now basically the second head person of bomb birds going to probably be the biggest franchise in the uk in 10 or 20 years to come I'm surrounded by you. I'm surrounded by Wellesley. He gets up at fucking five o'clock every morning, goes to the gym, eats clean, positive, meditates. Uh, one of all our friends is a Marine. Uh, Gary Moles, world champion in sidecar. Lauren Dick, opening her own business as a dance studio. So I've always tried to surround myself with these type of people. And I think once you do that, yes, obviously it's going to be scary, but I always like to think that it doesn't actually matter. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. And I think once you understand that, it's like, at, at, at what age I am, I can take this risk. And if it fails, it fails. Yeah. But if it doesn't, think how amazing that could be. Yeah. And it can lead on to be so many more things. Um, again, surrounded by the likes of the, the Benedict's owner, Andrew Simpson. Yeah. Surrounded by Dean Collin, the owners of Bomb Birds, who yeah. also helped me. Just surround yourself with them people allows you to take that leap a lot easier, I think. Because it's like, you see these people doing it. Okay. So why not go and do it? You know. You almost feel like there's a safety net there. Yeah. If you do leap and miss. Yeah. That you can spring back off and come back stronger. Definitely. Because you, you can take something from it no matter what. Yeah, definitely. I'm surrounded okay. by so many good people, and also Johnny Oates. Shout out, shout out Johnny Oates. Absolutely. What a man. Um. Okay. So inside your business, what is your best decision? Um. And what is something that you would change about your business currently? Um. The best decision I've made since we've opened? Yeah. Um, I think the best decision that we, that we made to survive was the start. We had a lot of, we were just wanting to be a, a coffee shop, solely focused on the latte art and the customer service aspect side of things. Okay. But we really quickly realised that the cafe was full, but we weren't bringing enough volume and numbers mm-hmm. and sales, uh, which was terrifying to say, why is this cafe full four times a day, but we're not making anywhere near enough money? Yeah. Um, and then that came the decision to bring in fresh food rather than pre-packaged food um, and make sure that everything or as much as we can is fresh is made straight in front of you um, the bacon's put on as the food's being made the, the sandwiches are being made to order and I think it's bringing a whole different side about that obviously brings in more money per customer 
um, and it's something that was vital to make the business survive. So just being able to adapt and, and change. Okay. And sorry, what was the second part of it? Um, so you kind of answered that. It was, uh, what is the best decision you made? Mm. And that, so what's uh, the best decision and what's something you would change? And something I would change. Sorry. Something I would change is be ready to change everything. But you made a change in that. Yeah, yeah. To so, be fair. Yeah, so always being ready to change every second. Like that, I think that's the most be important thing. Yeah, be insanely open-minded and listen to everything everyone wants to say. Don't necessarily listen to them. But when you're giving me advice, me, don't be taking it as, oh, my, my best friend's put my coffee down. No, he's not. He's trying to give you advice. He cares about you. Yeah. If someone else comes in, yes, they might be in, being a dickhead, but they also might be telling a bit of truth. Yeah. So just listening constantly to what people are saying and taking their feedback or at least listening to their feedback unbelievable what is your in terms of feedback what is your most common route of feedback where do you find you get your most feedback on your products in, in terms of goodness in terms of how good they are in terms of anything in terms just general feedback on your business on your food on your menu oh yeah good and bad well what well, I know that, yeah, what nanny, what we really gathered is 80% of the people who come to the cafe come in at least four to five days a week. So these are locals and they don't just do that for the fun of it. They do it because um, they do it because of what we bring to the table and what we bring is getting to know their names personally. We actually care about them. We don't really see them as customers. We see them as friends. We know them by name. We have secret items on the menu named after certain people that come into the cafe which is a bit of fun what would one of them items be uh, as we an example someone in the couple called Billy and Kim yep. so we call it the Kim Billy which uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're for all, all walks of life so we might even bring a shamrock Billy in if you want um, <laughs> but yeah I think just understanding that every customer needs a different um, personality from you you know someone wants you to be fun someone wants you to laugh someone wants you to talk to them loads mm-hmm. they'll just want their coffee to go and I think understand that's also so important okay amazing one of my questions I'm going to throw that into the mix now because you've just touched on it describe good customer service so at the start I would have said that my customer service was making sure every single customer walked out with a smile um, and by doing so it was by giving them loads of positive energy but as the years have kind of went on I've really understood that good customer service is understanding your customer to the best of your ability and understand that people are extroverts or people are introverts mm. and sometimes they are extrovert but other days they want to be introvert mm. and just reading their body language and yes you're not going to be right 100% of the time but understand that someone really does want a conversation which is fantastic and also understanding if they just want their coffee and they want to have a sit down because you just don't know what's going on at home and sometimes it's better customer service to actually say oh how you doing and to understand them saying yeah yeah it's fine um, and just letting them have a moment themselves is more important customer service than actually constantly going on and talking to them, you know? Yeah. Which is something I've had to learn over the years because at the start for the first two or three years, it was just constantly chatting away to everybody. High energy. High energy. Everybody. Yeah. So about adapting and overcoming to every single customer and understanding their needs as much as we possibly can, obviously. Interesting. Josh, what is your opinion on coffee chains? In general? In general. I think that as an overall whole, they need to insanely improve a chains or independence. Ah, uh, chains. Chains. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, like franchise, like owned by multiple. Oh, I, I just think it's. I think that the places that I've worked in and the places that a lot of people I understand work in, it's really bad, in my opinion. They pay minimum wage, 
um, which I think is ridiculous considering that I play a good bit above that and I make obviously a ridiculously um, smaller amount than them so I think they can do so much things different I think they should look after their staff better I think they should understand that when they have good staff that they should keep them for an example if someone's on 10 pound an hour and they're really really good and they go to leave the company yeah. why would you not want to pay them 13 pound an hour and keep them rather than going to have to hire two other people to replace that one person and then now all of a sudden you're paying more money and these two people probably don't care enough as well yeah. so yeah I think a lot two could be changed people. about yeah two average people I think a lot could be changed in, um, in franchises a lot okay. amazing um, what is your opinion on the coffee culture in the UK as we said here today so currently the co- the coffee culture that we have adopted and I believe it, I believe it's changed a lot I think it's exciting time. I think it's very exciting you're starting to see in tech uh, universities that courses are starting to get brought in yeah. so it's now starting to be recognised as a trade and I can guarantee you if you come into our coffee shop and taste the coffee and go into another coffee shop that is a 17 year old working there who doesn't want to work there you're going to taste the difference and I think you get what you pay for and they're very lucky because our coffee's cheap but every coffee cup comes with latte art if it can if it has obviously this americano but if it's a latte it's coming with perfect latte art it's coming with passion yeah it's coming with personality i really think that goes to show a lot um and it's also going to show a lot that people are starting to leave the uk though so it's still sad that people are leaving to go to australia because they understand they're appreciated out there but it does seem to be in the next five to ten years that it will be recognized as a trade um and rightfully so and people will start to get paid the money that i feel they should be paid absolutely 100%. So, what would your advice be for a young person starting a career off in our industry? What would you say to them? Um, it's whatever you want to make it. You can go in there, you can slouch. I mean, literally, you, don't get me wrong, I think that anyone can make a half decent coffee in two months. But how far do you want to take that? Do you know I want to have a big ego and know how to make a cappuccino and you think you're great? Or now all of a sudden, do you want to make sure that every coffee is being poured right to the right time? Do you want to make sure that every customer is being served properly? Do you want to make sure that you're constantly trying to adapt and learn different forms of latte art? It really does come down to you and how far you want to take it. I understand that it is just a side hustle for some people. They make some extra money when they're in uni and that's totally fine. But at the same time, it, it can also be a massive career path and it will be a massive career path. Like, like I said, I can look at you, I can look at me and see how far this can actually take you. You know, you go and travel the world um, you get your accommodation paid for you, you get your food paid for you, you get a really good wage, you get looked after well. So that's also the other end of the scale. So it's as far as you want to take it, and you left school with essentially nothing. Yeah. And put everything into this, and look what can happen. Four GCSEs to be precise. Four? Four GCSEs. That many? doesn't count. <laughs> four GCSEs, and now I'm consistently getting four... Four figures a week. <laughs> Four tax. <coughs> Four fry-ups a week on date. <laughs> um, so going off that then, what are the key components that you think shape a great barista? What key components do they have to have? Um, two. That's it. Personality and passion. I think you've got the personality for it. I don't really think that can be trained. I think you'd probably agree it's nearly impossible to train. Absolutely. So that's one of the massive things to be able to have that customer service I've to talk to people. Yep. Time. yep. I've tried it with a hangover, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, to have a personality and to have the passion, the passion to want to know where your bean comes from, mm. how strong is your bean, 
Why is your bean needing to be pressed 23 seconds? Why is it coming out of 23 seconds? Why is tamping important? Why is cleaning the steam arm down important? These are all things that you need to be passionate about to understand or else you'll just not give a fuck and it won't matter. You, I, that, for me, that's the difference between, I think that's what gives you the title of a barista. Yeah. If you have the passion and you have the personality. I think if you just go in and make coffee, then you're kind of just a, a coffee maker, you know? Okay. And I think that, you know, you do see people that still kind of show, like look down at a person who makes coffee. Yeah. And I think some people, rightfully so, can. If you're being made of shitty coffee and the steam arm's not being wiped yeah. and your coffee's burnt, yeah. should be a coffee maker. Yeah. Yeah. But then there should be that level up of a barista. Yeah. Kind of like there's someone working in a bar or someone a mixologist. Yeah. You know? There's lots of people that sing, but not many do it great. No. How many Definitely do it not. Really well. How much effort do they put into singing great? Behind the scenes. Because if you go in and listen to Ed Sheeran's first songs, compared to now, it's yeah. a lot different. Absolutely. Ed Sheeran's got complacent. Um, imagine him hearing that. Imagine he's talking. What would he say that? Slap you. Um, <coughs> what would your advice be then for an individual looking to open their own cafe? Um, if I were to ask you. My advice would be that it is going to be literally a hundred times harder than you ever thought it could be. Um, you're going to be away from your family loads. You're going to be away from your friends loads. You're not going to get a wage. You're going to try when no one else is around, it's going to be extremely stressful. No matter how much you have comfort, because I know that Uma, my girlfriend's there for me so much. I know that you're there for me so much. Um, that my friends aren't. I do generally know that. But there's times where you'll just feel so alone. I remember when I first opened the cafe, uh, the second day. So first day was fantastic, was really, really great. Second day was Mother's Day in town, which made the town completely dead. Which obviously looking back, it's easier now, but I, Uma was away skiing at the time. Um, and I just remember walking home and just wanting to get home without bursting into tears. I've never, ever, ever had like a mental breakdown in my life. I would like to hope I'm a really chilled out person. I remember getting the littles, which is about a five minute walk from my house. And I could feel like my lip and stuff going, going fucking hell. Like, just get home, just get home. And when I got in, just lying on the kitchen floor and literally grabbed my eyes out thinking, why the fuck did I do this? Why have I actually done this? I, why have I hired my best friend to come in here with me? I've let him down. This isn't going to work. And I just remember being grateful, which also, it's sad to say, but I was happy, like grateful that Uma wasn't home. That's how lonely it can be. Um, but then obviously the other side of it and the other bit of the advice is that you'll, you'll understand who your true friends are. Every time that you've ever been in the cafe, paid for everything, you know? Which goes to show a lot. Fuck Every did time I, did I, I pay for that crop sandwich. Oh fuck you didn't pay the day actually. Bastard. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> um This will be getting cut. cut. Out. Um, every time that my mum my mum's in, yeah. she will never no. let me give her a discount. My dad. So the, the, yeah, the, the advice is that it, it can be extremely lonely, but hopefully at the end be extremely um, beneficial. Wow, okay. Going off that, what's the downside to owning your own business in your 20s? I think 20s is the best time to do it because you don't have as much to weigh on your shoulders. If you fuck up, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more understanding and not caring about what other people think and other people's egos. That's the most important thing. It's like if the cafe closes down tomorrow, I will know that we give it everything and we give it our goes. 
um, and we've adapted and changed as much as we can, and that does help. But yeah, the do- the downside is again massive. Um, there's times of loneliness, there's times of depression, there's times of anxiety, there's times of not wanting to go out of bed. They're, they're, they are the downside. Um, not getting the wage obviously is a massive one. But again, there's there's obviously loads loads of upside to it as well, you know. Yeah, that's like the, the short term sacrifice that you have to make. Yeah, to try and get the, the long term goals, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lighter question: What's the best cafe you've ever visited in the world? Um, the reason I say in the world is because I'm well aware you're one of my best friends. I'm well aware that you've been around. You've been there a few. Call me Mr. World Traveler. Yeah. So it's a nice one for. Um, my readers, hopefully, they can get an idea of a, a different cafe and a different company. Mm. If it is in a different company, it might be in Lisbon, it might be in the UK. Yeah, it's a fantastic question, and I don't just want to... One that just stands out, you know, a cafe that could have been before you opened your cafe, and it could have been a cafe that maybe you sat in, you thought, you know, this is, this is cool. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to go down the line, and it is... I, not, it is a cafe, there's... It's caffeine, it serves coffee and it does it right, but maybe not necessarily. It would be more hospitality based. Um, and it would be, I have to take my hat off to his dad and say the, the Petersham, her daddy's hotel. Um, I just think the way that they do everything is fantastic. You walk in through the door, they know your name without you even ever meeting them. They make you feel really important. Everyone that comes in there dresses well, so everyone feels good. And there's that sort of relaxed, professional atmosphere within the place. You're, you've got the sense of importance where when they're bringing out the coffee, everything gets set down for you. They bring, um, when they're bringing the food over, when they're cutting the uh, fish, it's done right in front of you on a plate. Portions are done to perfection. You just feel important, but I also think that that breeds off you because you're never going to go in there dressed like a slob. You're going to go in there yeah. clean cut beard. You're going to go in there with everything ironed, feeling good. And I think they've just created a really, really good atmosphere for people that want to be successful um, yeah and they don't make a bad coffee for a place that isn't a coffee establishment fair enough that's <laughs> interesting so you're so you're saying like a hotel but you're saying like they can still make a good coffee a hotel that brings in yeah definitely a fantastic coffee and the way they serve the coffee the way they present the coffee it's the way it all brings, just inspired you all brought down for you mm. right in front of you everything's set down in front of you it's very professional loads of please loads of thank you yeah I just think the atmosphere about it is really after. good you feel really looked after there's snow fake snow that comes down during Christmas Flaps. and then Santa comes and cleans the windows where oh. it's been like stuff on there and stuff so yeah you tell me it's his dad dressed you say oh but it's ho <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> you got the spell wrong way around um, that's bad when you got four GCSEs is this one are you are you always looking for inspiration yeah. Is, that, is that a thing you look for every day? Like, yeah. talk to me about that. Yeah, again, it goes back to who I naturally surround myself by or who I hope to surround myself by. It's always 95% of the time. It is people that I believe are successful people, people that I believe are trying to do the best for themselves. Like my brother, left school with GCSE, he's now he's going to be a counsellor. Yeah. One of the best in the game, loads of savings in the bank. Yeah. You look at Johnny Oates, came from nothing, working class. Um, yeah, how can you not take... I, I do find it crazy. Obviously, you get inspiration off the likes of Ronaldo and Messi. That's easy, but it's crazier how people can get inspiration around the people around them. And I always think it's crazy how people nearly put them people down when they're closest to home because they start to get successful. Yeah. And mainly in Northern Ireland, that seems to happen. Or mainly in the UK. 
it's like the second, yeah, anytime that someone seems to be doing well for themselves, it's like, well, how can we let them not do so? You know, someone brings out a song, oh God, it's the shit song ever. Yeah, because they're from this part. Someone opens a cafe, oh God, that wasn't done right. Yeah. Oh, that, that bun's too expensive. We don't want the cost and that bun's too expensive. Yeah. You know, I worked in here the whole time. Yeah. Never had a price and claim once. Yeah. But all of a sudden, then when you work in your own establishment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's, it's just, I just believe getting inspiration every day is off the people around you is the most important thing. Um, and obviously if you can't if you're surrounded in a negative environment, then putting on a Gary V podcast, putting on the Diary of a CEO podcast, Absolutely. putting Great on podcast. doing what you can, um, I think is so important and so beneficial. Okay. Cool. Um, what's your favorite coffee blend? So maybe going off like the best coffee you've had. Wow. Where was that from? What a, great, what a great question. It can't be yours. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got so used to mine. It just feels like it's mine. Um, the one that probably... Probably the Grenade Coffee, man. Grenade Coffee? Yeah, if you're telling I haven't it. had that yet. Well, I'll, I'll, I've heard about it. It's a bomb, like... Yeah? It's a bomb, It'll yeah. It'll blow my head off. Yeah, yeah. What I always find so crazy about coffee is when I first went into the industry I used to call Wellesley stuck up because he used to tell me that he could taste the different blends of coffee yeah. and I was like shut up yeah. shut the fuck up I've been there and now I can well, I like to hope that if you put Cross in front of me Starbucks in front of me unfortunately um, and our coffee and Nero's coffee I would I would have a pretty good go at telling the different start to taste the different, the different blends yeah. but yeah probably grenade man for especially if it's made at home something you can just put straight in the, the pot yeah. get it going and it's it's a Probably a fantastic way to start the day, um, and then I would have to say as well. I think Nero's been fantastic. Yeah, it does hurt me to say, but coffee Nero's it's very similar to ours. And I used to hate it until I started drinking it with you. Whoa. I thought it was too strong. Yeah, and you used to love going there. And then it once I stronger. started going there, once I started working there. Interestingly, like if I'm tired, I'll be drawn towards Nero. Yeah, if I'm feeling Where, really tired. I don't think a cost of coffee's gonna wake you up. You know, no, it's it just is. not. It's too weak. You know, it's too weak. As where, we said, it's right <laughs> a disgrace. Um, okay, what? Um, where do you see? Where do you see yourself in ten years? The next ten years, where do you see yourself? Where would you hope to be? Where would make you happy? Looking back on what you've achieved, I think in the next ten years, it does sound crazy, and it sounds like it's. Again, it. I know no matter what kind of happens, it actually doesn't really matter. It sounds really stupid and really cliche, but in 10 years or in 80 years time, I don't think it matters what the actual outcome is. I think it just matters that you can look back and say, fuck, I give that a go. Hopefully it's successful. You know, I'm going to put a lot of money like in the likes of crypto and invest in that. I've obviously put a lot of money in the cafe. I've put a lot of money, uh, invest a lot of money in to get the, my poker career that's obviously got the cafe going. I think it's just going fucking hell I give it a go yeah. you know it doesn't actually matter if I have one cafe no cafes or 20 cafes of course it'll be nice if you do yeah. and you've got the feet up but I think it'll be more just looking back and in awe that you had a fucking set of balls to actually give it a go and just giving yourself a fucking pat in the back yeah I think that's the difference just, just saying you know what fucking give it a yeah, go yeah you don't want to look back and be like you know I hesitated there yeah I was going to open the second one. Yeah. I hesitated. Didn't yeah. Do it. What yeah. would have happened? Yeah. Or and I know it will be one or the thing. other. I literally will go down in flames. And not just the cafe, literally my whole career. Or um, go do a million miles an hour and literally be a multimillionaire. Because that's the kind of way I lead life. And probably is from the poker and from the... I'm a very high risk taker. 
and not a stupid risk taker but a very high variance risk taker where I just believe that again at this young age while we are still young we're starting to yes we're really young but we're starting to creep towards the later part where you start hitting the 30s and I think just grabbing it by a set of balls now giving it a go like you're going to do in Australia yeah. if you don't do it now when, when do you do it? You yeah, know, every so every year is the same year. Well, I'll do it next year. I'll yeah. do it this year. Year resolutions. Yeah, I like the whole noise I got with doing Camp America, three different camps, traveling loads, going to Thailand with you boys, opening loads of stores with Bob and Burt's, open my own cafe. Um, I think I will just look back. I like to hope that I look back and think, wow, fucking fair play. We've, we've given it a really good go. You know, I think that's the most important thing in 10 years and in 20 years. The actual outcome won't really matter. It'll just be that we as long as I stick to what I think is the best decisions because then you can't really have a regret if you uh, if we were sitting here right now and somehow I could take you back in time mm. and young Belshaw a 10 year old version of yourself walk past here with Jack Wellesley whoever you'd be walking through the mall with mm. um, all the boys Jamesy maybe yeah um, great footballer another person we showing ourselves up Yep, definitely. Shout out, footballer. Shout out Jamesy, making history in Northern Ireland as well. Fantastic, man. Uh, the third club only, isn't it? To be yeah, cool. yeah. Amazing, unbelievable. Um, yeah, if you could uh, run over to 10-year-old Belshaw right now, um, as 26-year-old Belshaw, mm. what would you say to him? Or what do you think he would say to you? He would say, get away from me, you pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I say to him? What would you say to him? What advice would you give Just him? Just in general? Yeah. Doesn't have to be about coffee or coffee shop. Just what would you say to a younger person yourself? I would say give your granddad a hug every time you see him. Because the last one you do is the one he dies. The only time I never gave my grand a hug was the day after he died, which is crazy to think. That was the only time you didn't. Yeah, ever, ever. You, that was the last. Last one. Opportunity. Yeah. We didn't know. No. Which is crazy. So. Feeling that. And it, it's yeah, it's always give that That's hug. A nice one. Always, because you just don't fucking know. Like I'll go over and hug my dad now. He hates it. But I'm always hugging my dad. Because you have to. You just don't know. Because that one time, and it was, which is fucking terrifying to think. Yeah. The one time, literally, I don't know my granddad. The next time he died. So, you Always know. Always seize your opportunity. Yeah. To, to show someone your appreciation. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah. yeah, I think once you do lose people. and That's you, just going back, taking it for granted. Yeah. Taking things for granted yeah. when they're in your life, and they're really good. Yeah. And they're big components of your life, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, and then, yeah, and like look at, look at the likes of the people that's right. Look at Marius. Passed away at such a young age as well. Yeah. Worked in the coffee game. Yeah. You know, life goes, does go back and we don't know. Like, you know, we all just assume we are getting 80 or 90. But again, I think once you actually realise that, and I feel like I am really conscious of that. And like, I haven't had that conscious my mum. I was like, mum, see if I did generally die tomorrow and saw sick, shut up. I'm like, I swear to you, like, do not be sad. Because I've done it. Like, I'd like to, I, I would be, I'm fucking really happy with what I've done. Yeah. In terms of like traveling and going to 11 different countries and stuff, you know, I'm really yeah. proud of myself. So, as yeah. I literally said, my mum's like, Mum, I've done more, not to disrespect anyone in Northern Ireland, but I've done more than 90% of people are going to do in their life in terms of going away traveling, you know. In your 20s. Like, can we kind of count how many fucking planes you've been on, mate, this year? It's yeah. Ridiculous. Couldn't. You know, we're, yeah, we're yeah, really yeah. spoiled. You know, that this year alone, yeah. California, Texas, Greece. You know, like London. London. I mean, I don't, yeah. That's like when you get to a stage where I'm not even counting fucking England as a holiday no more. When yeah. people like it's, it's, 
you need to remind yourself because you know to some people especially where we're from a, ho- a holiday to England's the biggest thing of their year for three years yeah yeah they save up to go yeah the, um, we call it theme park Alton Towers yeah, yeah and yeah. that's the biggest thing ever yeah yeah, yeah. you know so yeah, yeah, a little bit gratitude off topic, then? but def- definitely just gratitude Practice and just realising how, and remembering how lucky we are, you know. Very good. Thank you very much. I think I'll wrap it up there, because I can't think of any more questions. What are you wrapping? The three-day hangovers hit me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thank you so much. Shout out to you, Rupert Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Is that, is that your stop? Did you just have stop? <laughs>